There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hi everybody, welcome to the Tuned and Strong podcast where we talk about all things related to fitness and music. Mm-hmm. Sorta. <laughs> I am Angela from Music Strong, and joining me is my co-host. I am Dr. Jen Cavis of Tuned and Tone Performance, and today we're going to talk a little bit about um, different exercise personality types. I think is is kind of what we landed on here. Um, this is a follow up from our nutrition talk from last week, um, and we're going to actually keep running with this. So. Stay tuned for follow-ups. <laughs> Part three, we are going to delve a little bit more into this book called No Sweat, How the Simple Science of Motivation Can Bring You a Lifetime of Success. Um, to be fully transparent, I was reading it on audiobook through the library when we were doing our last recording last week, and uh, unfortunately it got returned before I could finish it, and somebody had a hold, so I haven't been able to read it, and I just got it in the mail and I've forgotten a lot because it's not at the top of my brain, so I haven't had a chance to go through it. So I promise I will read the entire book by next week. We'll be good to go. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, we're going to talk about uh, different personality types we run into and the different types of exercise. Um, what do we want to call that? Formats or some lifters of exercise programs? Yeah, stuff like that that, that we've really seen. Um, and, and just kind of how that works for a lot of people. Um, so e- even just looking at uh, the gym where I coach, uh, Big Ben Strength and Conditioning in Tallahassee, um, we have three different coaches, or coaches, <laughs> coaches, <laughs> three different coaches, um, and we all have very different approaches to lifting, which definitely affects how we program and the type of lifters that we tend to work better with. Um, and that's just that's just lifting alone. That doesn't include things like we got runners in the gym who very much have their own personality. Um, we have yoga people who also have their own personality, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, just for lifters alone, like we've got um, our head coach is very much an Olympic weightlifter. Um, he's very calm chill doesn't get too worked up too often um unless it's a very specific intention uh and that's the kind of person that he kind of likes to coach and all of our weightlifters are like that if they're doing anything that is not weightlifting and that requires a little bit more throw yourself against the wall we're not even against the wall but throw yourself fully into it um i have a hard time getting them to actually do that let me tell you (laughs) yeah barbell it's not for uh, everyone. No, no. Um, and I mean, I I like the weightlifting movements and I like the personalities that come along with them. I also know I personally would be very bored doing just a weightlifting approach. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not a bodybuilder, but I love the bodybuilding sets because, you know, it gives you structure. Today's arm day. Today's leg day one, leg day two. Today is, you know, quad dominant. Today's hip dominant day. Today's chest day. Today, whatever. And uh, we don't want to get into the science of why that's not completely accurate and all that. But, you know, it's just it gives you something to do every day. And I remember when I was when I was first um, getting into that and I um, I was coming out of that and I hired a coach who was sane instead of the figure coach I had who was insane. And uh, she was like, no, you're doing three workouts a week. I went, what? I'm not lifting six days a week and cardio for 45 minutes every afternoon and, and one, one, actually no rest days. And she went, no, that's why, no, you, you get three. (laughs) And I was like, like my brain didn't know what to do with that. So, I mean, I really, and then I got into it and like, I really liked how that worked and I got into a four day split, but I really like having like a something to do every day or six days a week or five days a week or whatever, as opposed to, um, just lifting three days a week. And right. maybe some light stuff in between. I yeah. I program that for a lot of my clients because they like that. Yes. I don't like it. I, it's not my style. I just, I, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you have tried enough to know that. Um, and same thing with like, oh, I totally lost that thought. Oh my God. It just, whew. Went from gone. six days a week to three days a week to like light stuff with in between. Yeah. Gone. But, but like I said, you, you tried enough to know, to mm-hmm. know where you belong, um, to know what works well for you. You know, that, that's kind of how that goes. I, I've tried not the full on bodybuilding, but I've tried a more, um, let's call it a powerlifting approach. Um, let's call it so we don't get sued a functional fitness approach. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the is, that, company- is that a, is that trademarked or something? No, the company that owns um, the majority of the gyms who use that term doesn't like it when people reference them directly. Really? Because? It, most of the time you can get away with it, but sometimes they okay. get away. Yeah, so we're going to call that functional fitness. Um, and that worked for me for a little bit, but only for a little bit. Um, yeah. I was a runner for a while, um, which we'll delve into more later because that that – there's a success or lack of success story there. <laughs> oh, I've always hated running. Never been successful at it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's a reason I'm not a runner anymore. Um, and what I ended up landing on was, you know, the strongman type stuff. That's what really works for me. Um, it's, I went from cardio every day to um, the five day a week functional Mm -hmm. approach to um it was really a five day a week but it was more hybrid powerlifting bodybuilding yeah and now it's like i've got four training days a week and in between i'm doing lots of resting and recovery movements and activities Mm -hmm. and i'm getting done and i feel better (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know something um there's a guitarist that I was talking to a while back who said that um, he had a trainer who showed him the 300 workout, the, the workout from the movie 300. And it was, it's just an insane amount of volume. And um, this goes well with the guy's personality because he's like an extremist and likes yeah. to do tons of stuff. Here's the thing. That's not meant to be done for years. Right. 
the body is not meant for that kind of thing because you have to train in different planes of motion. You have to train in different volumes. There's yeah. deload weeks. If you're wondering why you're tired all the time, it might be because you, were, you are overworking. I'm going to say most musicians aren't that way, but I mean, there are a lot of musicians that are kind of like, that is my thing. And I certainly got into that, you know, when I was overtraining. Mm-hmm. Um, you're constantly tired. You don't know that you're just not recovered. You're just tired. You have no energy. Um, you want to eat all the time because you're tired. No mm-hmm. amount of water fixes it. No amount of caffeine fixes it. No amount of sleep fixes it. It's just you are overtraining. So mm-hmm. there are tons of great workouts that are high intensity or that are um, they're, they're doable for a short amount of time. Yeah. Yes, you can repeat them, but they're mm-hmm. not meant to be done on loop for years. Right. The body has to be able to recover. Like the joints have to, you, you can only put joints under a certain amount of stress before they need a different amount of stress to adapt cool. and recover. Same with yes. muscles. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of, uh, it's going to sound like sales here, but that's part of why it's so important to have a knowledgeable coach. And I know we've talked about this before too. It's like, I've got a couple people right now who are like up, up here. I mean, intensity, high energy, need more volume people. Right. Um, and they need a much different approach than we've got some people who are, I've got one, one woman right now that I only want her to come in two days a week. That's it. That's it. Two days a week. It's going to be a lot of pump movement. So a lot of bodybuilding, a lot of, that kind of stuff, big sets, lightweights, high reps. And um, maybe once a week, we're going to go heavy on a, um, I, I want to not call it a safe implement. It's it's not very load bearing on the spine. Um, yeah. It's not going to hurt her, you know. Um, but those two people, you know, the high intensity, high energy, extra volume person, and the please only come in two days a week person, who doesn't need a lot of intensity. That's that's two very different approaches. And if you're not sure where you are as a person, as a lifter, as an exerciser, somebody who knows what they're doing might be a much better intro to that for you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of goes along with what we were talking about last week with um, nutrition and diets. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about that, that, huh, there's not one exercise program that fits everyone. There's not one music teacher that fits every student. There right. is not one diet approach that works for everybody. Right. Here's, here's, do you want to lose fat? And I'm not even gonna say weight. I want to say fat because weight has a whole lot else to do with it. If you want to lose fat, here's how you do it. <laughs> you have to create a deficit. And this is not groundbreaking. You've heard this, but you just have to, you have to have less calories being consumed that are being expended. Uh, you can do that about a bajillion different ways. Some people love keto where they restrict certain, th- some people love where they restrict certain food groups. Some people love where they restrict certain things. Some people hate restrictions and they would much rather do like more intermittent fasting where they're restricting time. Some people would much rather, I mean, there's all these different ways to do it, right? So what I tell my clients is like, look, we got to find out what your groove is. And once you hit it, you'll know it because you, you're like, oh, I like this. I can do this. Yeah, I feel good on this. Some people yeah. work better on higher fat diets. Some people work better on higher carb diets. Some people work better eating once or twice a day. Some people work better nibbling and having smaller meals. They are all 
for the most part, there are some that are not, but large, by and large, they're all valid. They all trick you, so to speak, into creating a caloric deficit. You just have to find the right one that works for you. <laughs> that might be wrong, but that's what I, that's what I have I, found. I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I mean, yeah, it, it's that. I, I, I made that face because I know people are going to argue. The second, Good, the, let's word, get them the, talking. second the word calorie comes up, people go very, very much extreme, right? There's like, it's only about calories or it's not about calories at all. And I'm sitting here like, I it's mean, all about the psyche, certain <laughs> foods you eat, you know, can you get fat on too much broccoli? Technically? Yeah. Good. It'd be very Oh difficult. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like can you die from drinking too much coffee technically probably in a i mean in like one go instead of over time maybe right, right. but it, it'd be difficult you <laughs> your body drinking too much water i mean you know there, there's too much it's too much of a good thing yeah, yeah. but um, i know that was but, simplistic <laughs> no, it's it's really just about that, like, the, the number of arguments I have seen and or sat through about calories, it just is like, it's nails on a chalkboard to my soul. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why I don't, I, and this is, it's one of those, like, I don't get into writing meal plans per se for my clients. I will give them all day long. I will give them recommendations. I will tell them things they need to know. I will guide them into figuring out their own macros. And if they right. want some suggestions, like this is what yeah. my breakfast or lunch might look like. Right. Cool. I'm not writing out a meal plan for you because number one, I'm not a registered dietitian. I am not a, any of that. And in Tennessee, that is, that's a, that's a no go. I mean, Florida has got something a little different right now, I think, but um. We just deregulated uh, nutrition advice mm -hmm. from non dietitians um, but we still have to be like, yes, I offer nutrition coaching, but I'm, I'm pretty specific that it's, um, it's coaching, it's not medical. If there's medical anything, that always supersedes anything I do, really. Like, you got a medical order, that comes first, and I need to know that because I can work with that. But... I'm never going to contradict it. I'm never going to contradict that. When people yeah. are too different and they're too touchy, <laughs> that same thing with like, if you told me to restrict my saturated fats, uh, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> I, I literally, I, I, <laughs> both my cholesterols are actually dangerously low. So if I'm not consuming, I get sick. <laughs> there you go. And I had a point where uh, if I had any fat at all, I'd have a gallbladder attack, which is why I don't have one anymore. And I'm fine. But, like, you know, and I fought it for a while, by the way. If anybody's thinking about getting your gallbladder taken out and you fight it, just do it. I'm, I'm telling you. I can't, I can't speak for you, but I can tell you I fought it for a year. I had horrible pains. I felt like someone was shoving a two-by-four through my body. I mean, I would be fasted for 10 hours, no food, and suddenly I get an attack out of nowhere. Why? There was nothing in my body. I mean, it just... And I, I thought, I can change this with diet and exercise. No, I couldn't. If you are a stone producer, you will be a stone and sludge producer. And apparently my gallbladder was a stone and sludge producer. So now it's gone and I have no problems. Zero. 
Uh, it's great. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> but I mean, I, it took forever to figure that out. And um, I always wondered, do I feel better on higher fat or higher carbs? And honestly, I mean, I thought I did really well on higher fat for a while. And then I went back to higher carbs. And I think I feel better, I think, on a little higher carbohydrates than fat. But it's more, it's it's not a drastic difference between the two for me. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Yeah. That's fine. You, but exactly. I have, I have very different medical needs than a lot of people. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so but so, like going back to exercise though yeah 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 and they're not being one size fits all there's also different times in life where certain things are more appropriate so like i've said this a bajillion times i'm coming out of being all these injuries finally got rid of the uh hamstring tendinosis and uh, have I been out on the bike? No, because it's February and it's friggin' cold. We had like an ice storm and, I, you know, but um, and also I'm just going to say excuses. I've not ridden inside because, well, when I have cats and they would get curious and get, you know, that's no good. Um, number two, it's boring as crap. And yes, I know we have Zwift and we have all those things, but I just in the house, there's no breeze. There's no scenery. There's no the mental challenges don't stop. And that's and that's what getting into this book does. Because yeah. it's not, it becomes a chore and something I need to do instead of something I enjoy. And I don't want to take something I love and make it into something right. I have to do. Yes. Same like what you can do with music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can, it is okay to say, okay, you know what? I'm not doing cardio this way because I love it one way. I don't love it right. the other way. Right. Okay. Right. I'm not going to try to take a runner and turn them into a power lifter. Unless that's what they want to do and they want to try. And it turns out that's where they wanted to be the whole time. But it, it's much in the same way. Like I, I assume that you can do this, but I think we all can musicians. Um, you look at a person and you pretty much know what instrument they play. <laughs> that's so true. Pretty much know what instrument they play. You know, we've got personality type. That, all the stereotypes are true. And I mean, it sounds it sounds bad, right? It sounds like oh, you can just stereotype it. Like it's that I think the instruments call to different people, and that's just what resonates with us. I mean, clarinetists are all you know like slightly snarky, um, very dry for the most part. I've met some colorful clarinetists. There there are definitely colorful clarinetists, there are but some. I've met more I know a snarky, very dry. We tend to be more often dark haired, even. Like getting into that, there there are some light-haired clarinetists. I'm not going to say they don't exist. I know it's one. just that there tend to be more. So like that sort of stuff. And you can do the same thing with the lifters. You know, I can be a power lifter. And when a power lifter tries to do something that isn't power lifting, it usually doesn't end very well for them. Um, they'll either get bored or just... Like the number of power lifters who have tried to go into strongmen, there's a couple who've been successful, but I feel like they're the exception rather than the rule. I feel like there's a lot of them who tried to go into strongman and it just, just didn't work um, for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, that, that whole, there, I don't know that I've really met anybody that I didn't think that there was a right fit for them out there in terms of activity you know 
Um, and, and it's very rare, similarly, that I find somebody that I don't, I don't think, okay, well, if you were going to play an instrument, this is where you should go because you're going to be more successful here. <laughs> you know, I've, I've gotten a couple people who I'm like, they come in students and they're younger and like, oh, I want to play clarinet. I'm like, I'll teach you clarinet. You should play flute, but I'll teach you clarinet um, because that's where you want to be. And if it gets to that point where you're no longer having fun, then we'll talk. <laughs> I've had that same talk with flute players. I'm like, you're not type yeah. A enough, really. <laughs> now, yeah, and it's coming from someone who's not overly type A, but I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's a type. And for whatever reason, it seems to tie into ability to play that instrument. It's like, I mean, I can play woodwinds, I think, pretty well. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good woodwind player, right? Um, and single reeds are my jam, of course. But I played violin for, oh, how long did I play that thing? Four years? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that I ever got any better. That's <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Always last chair violin. It was awful. And the second I pick up the clarinet, I jump to the top. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> it's your thing. It's your thing. Same with harp, though. I mean, I, I learned how to play harp, and I've rented a harp here and there. Funny story, the lady who taught me to play flute actually played harp, and now she doesn't play flute anymore, and I rented the harp from her. We had a very quick business, and I was like, hey, I play flute because of you. She's like, cool, which harp do you want? Like, oh, okay, we have moved on. That's really funny. All right. <laughs> I mean, she, she put that in her past, which is amazing because she was great. But... um. Yeah. There are seasons in life for everything. Like I learned how to play harp in um, in college, and I realized it's it's. I felt like it was one of those things that was easy to learn and very difficult to get good at. And I was okay with that. I just wanted to mess around and be able to like know where the strings were and have fun. It was a beautiful instrument. I love the sound it made and reverb, you know, on my chest. It's just and it wasn't flute, and it was a nice yeah. break. You know, same with piano. I didn't ever want to like play rock modern off. I just want to play songs I hear on the radio and have fun. And it's all, it's okay, you know, and the exercise can be the same way. You don't have to, I had a, a, a friend of mine, I'm in this um, cycling, not cycling group, but you know, a bunch of cycling friends. And I made a comment about, you know, I felt like I had to go ride for exercise. And my friend said, should never be about that. Riding yeah. should only be because you enjoy it. It should be about the fun and that you want to go. Don't make it about anything else. To yeah. be fair, it is. I mean, you don't go out and ride 20 to 100 miles. 50 right. miles, 60 miles, whatever. You don't just do that for fun. Well, some people do. I don't. Some of it has to do with the exercise. Some of it has to do with the mental challenges, whatever. But, I mean, that stuck with me. It's like, you know, and anytime I get out there and it's 20 degrees or 40 degrees, it feels like 20, and I feel like, man, I've got to get something in. I've got to blah, blah, blah. Because, Well, part of it is that I miss the exercise. I miss being on a bike, but I will only take so much misery. Yeah. And his words come back. He's like, it should be about the exercise. If you're not enjoying it, stop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what exercise you do. As long as you're having fun, it counts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if it's something that you enjoy and you will keep showing up for. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more with that next time. But oh, yes. I mean, like I, I tried to become a runner, I think. I want to say like a, a distance runner um, yeah. sprinting was never a problem, but a distance runner. 
I tried to do that, I want to say, three or four times before I was finally successful. Yeah. And the yeah. one time I was successful, um, I started because I was with a friend, first off. That helped. So there was incentive for me to show up. You know, it wasn't crazy long. It was something that I could do and feel good about. Um, and when I started getting into the longer distances, it was, I was enjoying being outside. I was enjoying getting fresh air. Um, I was enjoying seeing what I could do, you know, instead of like, I have to do this, you know? Um, yeah. And you, if you talk to the, you know, serious distance runners, they get that runner's high and they keep showing up for that runner's high, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And same thing with um, weightlifters show up because I think for them, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not a weightlifter, um, but it seems to me like they show up for the challenge of the technique and the PR based on the technique. Sometimes. Um, I would consider myself a weightlifter. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking the, the Olympic lifts. Oh, that no, that's not me. I'm sorry. When I say weightlifting, I mean capital W. <laughs> you mean only lifts. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not general lifting, not bodybuilding, not powerlifting, not strongman, but Olympic weightlifting. Got it, um, yeah. Yeah, those lifters I see showing up for that. The powerlifters I see showing up because they just want to feel like um, they are going as hard as they can. And like, you got to get them weights and just grip it and rip it, you know? Yep. Um, and strong men are just insane. I mean, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good to find the right exercise for your personality. It, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to take a client of mine who, who just loves intensity and say, okay, yeah. today we're just doing mobility work. They would fire me. <laughs> you can't do that. That no. does not work. I mean, you can throw in mobility work because everybody needs a little bit, depending. Yeah. <laughs> but not a whole session of it. They'd be like, all right, when are we getting onto the bar? When am I? Are you going to teach me to deadlift or you or whatever? I don't like, come on, you know, you got to you got to meet people where they are. And uh, like, I'm not going to have somebody go banging on a tire if they've got disc issues. But if they right. really want to, we're going to work on a way to get you as close to there as possible as, or, or there. If, you know, medically you can do it, yeah. depending but I mean, I'm not going to just be like, nope, we're only going to do core strengthening work and blah, blah, but <laughs> you can't do that. You yeah. know, that's not the personality to do that with. No. Yogis are not the personality to toss into high intensity functional fitness. <laughs> like, no. And you know what? I've had a couple of online clients that um, have come to me um, and we recently parted ways and it's not anything that I've done or yeah. anything like that. It's just... They came to me more of like a specific thing of, hey, I'm in pain. Uh, it's affecting my playing. I can't play anymore. Or I'm afraid I won't be able to play anymore. Yes. And yeah, they had, or some people I'm thinking about specifically are hypermobile and they had no strength in their joints. And they, you know, they basically just go for walks and stuff, which is great. I mean, they're in a place where they can go hike and they love it, which is awesome. It's not that they didn't, not that they weren't fit. They're totally fit and they are happy with their bodies. It wasn't about how they looked. So like there's fitness for every different person but they came to me because they they're like look i'm worried this is this is affecting my playing i'm worried mm -hmm. it's going to get worse and i don't want to lose my career over this and yeah. so we got them to a point yeah or i got them to a point um 
let me rephrase this. We got to a point where they felt right. like, okay, all my pain is gone or mostly gone. I can keep this up. I love this, but I don't like the strength training. But I like this corrective stuff. And I'm going to go back to hiking. I'm like, awesome. Okay. That's yeah, okay. All right. The all rest right. of what I do is not for everyone. That's fine. If I just get you out of pain and teach you some stuff and you send you on your way with some tools, awesome. If you find like what we do and you love it and you want to keep going and that is your jam and you didn't know it, even more awesome. But it's, right. it's, it's okay to have a little bit and try some and find what works and then move on and keep this and keep that. It's a learning process and it's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely is. And, and much in that same way with it's like, we'll shift, um, we'll shift people around at the gym in our classes mm -hmm. or in our one, one-on-ones. If it's like, you know what, this person is not ready for this type of coaching or this person is, you know, they need this sort of approach instead or, 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 or yeah, like we'll shift people. And there's not, it's, I'm not going to say that you can't get anything out of one particular coach or another, even within the same gym. Um, I really think that, I mean, we all learn from each other for the most part. Right. <laughs> so, right? Um, so it's okay to, uh, spend some time doing different things with different coaches the same way that for i mean musicians it's normal practice you you have your primary teacher but you should be taking with other instructors absolutely uh, at least on some sort of base like not all the time because it's gonna you know your teacher usually has a plan like we're gonna do this and that's gonna get us here and it's gonna get us you know um but then you go to a master class and then you go to a convention and right. then you go to a blah, 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 right and you take the little nuggets from that to use it to help where you're already working towards or what you actually want um right. i've actually seen some people um take from multiple teachers at the same time that's always a disaster full-time full-time from two. Oh no I taught one kid who who was taking lessons from me during the school day, and then she would go to my colleague and take a lesson from her at home every week. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Well, my mom wants me to. I'm like, what's her reasoning? Why? I mean, there's there's value in other opinions, but you need one Absolutely. teacher at a time. Absolutely. Because we're gonna hear. It was weird. Or see if we're coaching versus instructing instrument. Yeah. We're gonna find different things that we are going to triage, right? Because there's always somebody comes to you, they've got multiple issues. It's never just one. And as the coach or teacher, it's your job to triage. What is most important? What, what can we build on? Where do we need to start? And we're going to build off of that. That's always the plan. But if you've got somebody else who goes, well, I would start them here and we'd build using this instead of I want to start them here and build using that. Well, now you're trying to do two things at the same time. It just, it just doesn't work. Not going to work. No, it's super counterproductive. You know, like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, you should only take from one teacher ever. No, no. <laughs> There's a reason that if you're going to go into it professionally, you want to get degrees from different institutions for that reason, you know? Um, but Doing two things at once isn't helpful either. Try no. something, stick with it for a little bit, try something out, see if you're interested, make decisions based on that. <laughs> you know? Yep, and find what you like to do and yes. take pleasure in doing that. Yes. Uh, number one, you're more likely to stick with it. 
Two, mm -hmm. you're more likely to build off of it into something you like even more. And uh, there's nothing wrong with, with I, I don't care if it's walking the dog, going for hikes, meditating, doing yoga, doing hula hooping, rollerblading. My gosh, I said, jump, jump, doing jump rope. I had one client who was like, you know what? I used to love jump roping. I think I want to jump rope. This lady's in her 60s. I was like, right on the suit. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know what? I mean, just go yeah. for it. There's, there's nothing that says. There, there is nothing that says that exercise has to be a certain way and you, or it doesn't count or you're yeah. not getting any benefit or mm -hmm. you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. You don't have to exercise lifting heavy weights for an hour three to five times a week. Right. I like it. There's benefit from it, but it might not benefit you, especially if you hate it. Or what I hear a lot of is I spent 45 minutes on the elliptical and then 20 minutes on the stair climber and then I did 10 minutes of abs. Mm-hmm. Why? What benefit yeah. are you seeing? Yep. Well, that's what I should do. W says who? How long do you stick with that? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Yeah. Yeah. And we are going to unpack that big time next week. Um, Which segues into next week. Yeah. Yes, it does. We're going to unpack that big time. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, are you successful at it? Um, and I mean, at, at the point... I'd, I'd like to be able to get to this point next week. We'll see if it happens next week or the week after. But, I got to go read the whole book now. <laughs> yeah. But the difference between when you should do things that you don't like and for how long, because there is a point where we need to talk about that. Um, but let's, let's unpack that next time. <laughs> that might be another episode all by itself. That it might be another episode all I mean, by itself. It might be, yeah. might be short, <laughs> but <laughs> Minnesota, so to speak. <laughs> you know. Cool. All right. Um, do you have anything else to add on this subject? I, I feel like it's nope, I think we covered it all. All right. Cool beans. Um, plugs. You can find me uh Facebook and Instagram at tuned and toned performance. That's tuned with a D and toned with a D. Uh, website is tunedandtonedperformance.com. Uh, YouTube, type in tuned and toned performance. I come right up. Um, if you are local to Tallahassee, I am offering uh, group classes out of Big Ben Strength and Conditioning. Um, regardless of if you're in Tallahassee or if you are remote, I do offer um, in-person and online one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions, movement assessments, um, and nutrition coaching as well. Uh, oh, and custom programming. So like if you're not wanting the one-on-one -on -one all the time, but you want something to do, we got you covered. <laughs> all right. What you got? Yep. So you can find me at Facebook at Music Strong, at website musicstrong.com. You can find me on Instagram at Music Strong Fitness. Um, and I, of course, I've got the same thing basically where I could do inline, inline? Wow. Online. Thinking rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a... Uh, remote or online coaching. I've got downloadable instrument specific workouts on my website. Um, I do in-person coaching, in-home coaching in Nashville, Tennessee. I've got a hybrid model of that. And I'm still working on a new version of the COVID comeback challenge. And the 12 week is going to be a partnership with Hypervolt. So if you like their massage guns, join and you get one for free. Plus you get their free app, which is all about recovery. And it tells you how to use it, what to do. And it's it's, there's that, and I've got another coaching program coming up. It's a group coaching program called Fitness, because I can't think of what else musicians want except general to be fit. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it Fitness for Musicians. 
Generic, yes, but that's the point, I guess. Mm -hmm. More information coming out about that soon, but uh, comment if you want some info. You can also just email me at Angela at MusicStrong.com, and we will have a conversation. Love to have you join me on that. All right, y'all. If you've got any questions, drop them in the comments. Reach out to one of us on websites or social medias. And uh, if you've got anything that you would like us to talk about in our podcast, please feel free to drop that. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the like button and share with somebody you like. And then drop us a comment on your favorite workout. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.